all just dumb gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but they're not gonna let it go down like that. Got a dumb gay podcast, dumb gay political podcast, shit is bananas, B-A-N-A-N-A-S, shit is Trumpanas, T-R-U-M-P-A-N-A-N-A-S, it's bananas, B-A-N-A-N-A-S, it's Trumpanas, oh, it's all shit, well it's all just dumb gay for your favorite Dutch sluts, Julie and Brandy. Landon Yarborough, everybody. <laughs> Let's just get right into it. Apparently there was something happened at the airport. Something did happen at the airport. There was an accidental shooting. That's why there's no one here. So everyone uh, got stuck at the airport. That that's, did happen. That's what that is the breaking news that, that there was an accidental shooting, but the gun just went off. So it's fine. It's in someone's suitcase? Listen, so the gun just went off during a TSA, and it was fine. So unlike what happened to me in TSA. When they the thought you were a man. They did, yeah. <laughs> they did. And did they give you a pat down? Uh, I got into, uh, because of my new knee, I yes. had to go get. The first tussle with the new knee. <laughs> She's been looking forward to it. We yeah. travel all the time. We yeah. haven't really traveled since the pandemic. No. Julie got, got a knee replacement, <laughs> as you do in the pandemic. Just thought, why not? It was either an abortion or a knee replacement. And she was so thirsty for the TSA <laughs> moment. Bitch has been waiting on the TSA. Oh, there's metal, and they, they need to take me to the side. And he did. And he put his gloves on, and he was ready to go. And I just was like, let's do it. And then he had the lady do it. Oh, so he I'm sorry. Yeah. So I didn't get to have my moment. And how was it with the lady? Was it, it was fun? It was good. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. Yeah. She was very uncomfortable. Well, we are staying at a hotel with a strip club in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> so we were there last night um, drinking straight Jack. Yes. And it was so amazing. It was amazing. Has anyone been to the, what's it called? The Claremont. The Claremont. The Claremont. I will say oh that, that there's bunk beds, and we're sleeping in bunk beds. We're sleeping in bunk beds. So it's still that's one of the most expensive rooms I've ever been in. There's no full-length mirror. I called, and I said, where's a mirror? And they said, you can walk to the gym. <laughs> so I walked to the gym. <laughs> but I've been taking so much Xanax for this show <laughs> that we, I... At five in the morning, I fell asleep on my couch. So it's drug behavior. I mean, what can you do? And we missed our flight. So oh, coming here. Coming yeah. here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So just, I mean, we didn't drink for three weeks, and then I've been taking Xanax because I hate <laughs> doing live As shows. As everyone knows. Yes. You do. Okay. But you're yes. doing great. You're Nightmare. doing really good. This is a living hell. You're doing really good. 
It's supportive. It's all supportive. I can't even get the timer to go on. I know. Ugh. Someone has to keep time. You're doing so good. Okay, so basically we missed our flight, and Julie had to keep us together because I was falling asleep at every <laughs> place on the journey. And yes. like my head would nod, and then she'd pick my head up, <laughs> and my head would nod, and this is like like overdose on Xanax. Yeah. But then when we got here, I realized I didn't pack my toiletry bag, so we had to walk from the Claremont to CVS at it closed at midnight, so we were walking at like 11:15. I left the knee surgery. I was like, I got to go. <laughs> I need to get my shit. I can't wash my face. I can't take my makeup off. Like I can't shower. I need soap. I need it all. So I was running, and I just left her in the streets That's of Atlanta. True. That's true. And then we're in the middle of like, we are in the middle here of the supply chain. The, the, yeah, the, we the really felt it here. Like we we're in really LA, we're like right next to the, to the boats. You so. know, until when they said that there's a supply chain problem and I, we were like, well, we haven't felt it in LA, not really. The, the gas prices are higher, whatever, but they always are higher, then they go down, blah, blah, blah. But here, I felt it, I felt it, it was real. The shelves were bare. It I bought a baller razor, though, I have to say. It's <laughs> like, I told Julie, I was like, we're on a time schedule, pick out a razor, and she's like, this one's silver. <laughs> so of course, she had to get, like, some, like... This one looks like tools. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I was like, all right. And then I heard her in the shower, like, I'm going to get this razor. I'm like, are you using that? We're not supposed to share those. Yeah, I used it. That's a good question, actually. I did use it. Basically, the bottom line is when we got back, Julie passed out in all of her clothes. <laughs> we haven't been drinking or anything. This was just pills and yeah. me, not even you. No, not me. She, I put ice on her knee, and the bag had a hole in it, <laughs> and she passed out. And when I, so, but she, and I had like all the TV, the TV was on. Yeah. I mean, I, I gotta so be honest. Tired. I was doing like full married to medicine, like up <laughs> in the shit, and you were sleeping. <laughs> I and I knew the bag had a hole in it, so I'd put a, I had put a towel on her knee, but it was too late. So the it was all soaked. <laughs> so I took the bag off, and she like woke up a little in the bunk bed. She's sleeping in a bunk bed, and she woke up wet, <laughs> like she had wet the bed. And she slept in all of her clothes and shoes with a wet, and then she woke up with a wet spot and then continued to sleep there <laughs> in the bunk bed. That's true. And I wasn't even drinking or anything. No. I was just so tired. And then we had to go in the morning and go get more supplies from my toiletry bag, and we went in the same clothes same we clothes. were in the night before. Same clothes, but and they I dried. didn't think there'd be the same people at CVS because it was midnight. They were, though. So then, and then they saw me and I was in like a Gucci sweatshirt that you can't forget, and obviously you can't forget. This guy. And we were clearly in the same clothes. Yeah. And the guy at the coffee shop was like, these people are hungover, and I'm like, actually, we... Yeah, what were you two doing last <laughs> night? It was like, I was sleeping in a wet spot of my icy yeah. water. That's amazing, yeah. We're just filthy is the moral of the story. God. You're welcome, Atlanta. I do want to say something, though. Please. I do want to say, I need Please to say do. this about the, strip, about the strip club. These women, I, I literally look, I took a shower and looked at my body in the mirror, and I was like, Ugh! why? And I went to that strip club, and these women were of every single shape and size imaginable. And age. And age. And... It made me feel like inspired. Yeah. I was just like, if they can put their bodies out, what is, what is the matter with us that we have even one second of insecurity? So really it was like empowering. And it was a funnest strip club. There say. was a club and a strip club. That's what Julie said. She says the only strip club, and we like to go to strip clubs. We love it. It's like the only place where there was a club too. Like we didn't even go really specific. Apparently Julie was like creeping on everyone. <laughs> Who knew? But um, 
I we were watching regular people there that were dancing, and it was so it fun. It was fun. It was Highly fun. We got to do shout out Richard, who told us, who told us to stay at the Claremont. He's like one of our best friends, and he's like, you got to go to the dive bar downstairs. Didn't say it was a strip club. <laughs> Didn't say. We're like, okay. He said we need to stop by, and it was like, God, there's a line of cars, yeah. like really nice cars. What is this dive bar? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Full on strip club. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. But it was it was fun. <sighs> Let's get out of here. And All right. Now it's time for JoJo and Kiki. in Jojo and Kiki, it's some very exciting news. For those of you who don't know the podcast or have never listened before, Jojo and Kiki are what we call Biden and uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. They are Jojo and Kiki to us. President so Biden. President Biden Vice President and Harris. Vice President yes. Harris. So that's what that is. Now, today or this week is an exciting, finally a positive and good week. Well, I mean, while we were at a strip club, yes. Nancy Pelosi was passing the the human infrastructure bill, as yep. we call it, yep. even though Congressman Eric Swalwell told us not to call it the human infrastructure bill. He we did. don't care. That's We're going to call it that. That's right. So they passed it in the House. Did you guys know or no? Okay. Yes. Nance Pelosi, we are living. We are mm. living. They chanted Nancy as she walked off. She's 81 years old. Okay? She's 81 years old, and she hasn't stopped. She has not stopped, and she does, she is ugh, everything, everything. Everything. She got those votes. People in the house, imagine you're like, you know what? I'm just gonna run for representative. Like, huh, they make like 150 thousand a year. I'm gonna do it. And then you run in your town. You're like, you get it. You know, you're like, Nancy, woo, <laughs> hey. Like they were fanning. Yeah, out. it was cool to see. Especially after everything that's been going on, if you haven't been paying attention or if you have, you know that it's been a nightmare. We've had Joe Manchin and Kristen Gisma and them <laughs> ruining everything and not letting us pass anything. And the Republicans are a nightmare and it's a horror show. And here we finally had some good movement progress forward. And if it wasn't for Nancy Pelosi, that wouldn't be happening. And they want to talk about, and they're aging and there's so much age shaming and she is just killing oh, it. Oh, right, because Joe Biden was getting a colonoscopy, apparently. Like, quit yes. the hating. Yes. Quit the hating. They put Joe Biden on blast because he went in for a, a physical exam, and in fo the Fox News headline was, Joe Biden gets colonoscopy, and then, of course, it has to be an VP Harris takes the reins or whatever. And it's like, good! Because we want to be getting ready for Kiki to be president. Yeah, we didn't know why for 86 minutes we had full-on wops at the goddamn Oh, my God, park. whopping out. It. She's like, Kiki's president <laughs> for 86 minutes? <laughs> we were living, living, living. When Kiki is president. <laughs> like, I would be like, why isn't Kamala Harris, like, out for us? And we, like, lurk on C-SPAN, like, tools and losers. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, she's gonna do like a talk on like small business owners, and we watch it all. <laughs> I'm like, why isn't why isn't Kamala Harris out more? And Julie's like, you know what? They're <laughs> taking her in the back. They're they're grooming her. They're grooming her for president. They're yes. grooming her for president. And that's how she soothes me. They're grooming her for president. I'm like, okay, 
I just want her in my eyes more. I know we want her in our eyes more, but think of it this way. And this is my, pr- my feeling is. You did touch her boob when you said it. My feeling is this. <laughs> is. <laughs> I mean, it's so much. I can't I, help it. It's so big. You guys, who remembers when Julie asked Vice President Harris prior to being vice president a question at the LGBTQ <laughs> town hall on CNN and the vibes, the vibes were there. The she connection. She was feeling it. We were having a connection. Honestly, and what's his face from CNN? What's his dumb name? Cuomo. Yeah, he's like Chris Cuomo. He's like Julie Goldman from Dumb Gay Politics <laughs> and Cuomo's like this. Yes, yes. And I was like, <laughs> she knows it. She knows it. And then the the energy, the connection. It was a. It was just a. It was, it was visceral. An energy. I felt it like, was you an could energy. T- like you tasted in the room. Yeah, honestly, I think you could. Yeah. She I know. is <sighs> everything. But this is what I think is happening for real. Okay. I think that they she does she gives whatever speeches and whatever and they're having her go around the world really to meet all the leaders and do all that stuff. But behind the scenes, I think she is getting spending half of her time learning how to become president. I think they're giving her every single lowdown, every rundown. She's getting all of the information and they're like we're working up, we're working up, we're working up cuz she will run for president and she will win and we will Explode. Die. <laughs> Die. I mean, my mom, Pam, I mean, we can't get into Pam's politics, but it's my dad's fault, really. What can you do with these, like, worthless fathers? But so she s- texted me that she sat in her car and she cried in her car. Your mother? Yeah, the day of wow. the, the day that we, because what was it, like, t- 12 days after? We were like, oh, cool, they oh, won. Right, like, that right, was yeah. totally anticlimactic. Right. And <laughs> <laughs> we went to a strip club that night. Okay. Uh, we were like, woo, they won. Let's go to the strip club. And my mom said she sat in the car and cried. I mean, it, I, you think she's going to. I think she's 100% going to run for president. And I don't know who her running mate will be. You know, her v- VP, I think that is the thing that, we're, that is sort of in, in question or could be of curiosity. Could we handle two women running? No. No, no, no. Yes. Yes? You think so? No, I don't think so. I don't know if this country's ready for two women. I want to see a man go in the vice president. Oh, my God. It'd be amazing. To her. And I need it. If Kiki becomes president (laughs) and there's a man VP. That's what we need. Uh, For me. That's Mm. what I want to see. Yeah, I'd like that, too. Yeah. You can go ahead and take a seat. Yeah, it would be amazing. Yeah. But who would that be is the question. Do you guys think Julie's right? This is just her soothing to me. You think think it's... Vice President Harris. I think she's going to run for president. And what is that year? 24. Right? Wait. 24? 24. Okay. 24. I don't know. I just do a political podcast. Don't you think that's true? Don't you think that as vice president, they're going to run her for president? Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And who? I know that my own mother, my mother, my father, my mother and father, and my father, it's like, (laughs) take it down a notch, dad. (laughs) Like you're into, you know what I mean? Yeah, the level. Yeah. I've never seen my own father. I don't, we don't have that kind of relationship where your father tells you who he thinks is pretty or whatever. We <laughs> just don't have that. But I can tell you he thinks Kamala Harris is pretty. <laughs> now I know that. Like, or pretty, like he's Because they, they were into her. it when she was running for president. Yes. They, they were, were like all in. All in. Yeah. All in. And so That was like hot. Doctor. Her dad's a doctor. <laughs> yes. Dr. Leon. I call him Dr. Guacamole. <laughs> work, work. And then Julie will go, he's a surgeon. It's like, okay, okay, okay. Okay, so basically you guys know that the, the, this bill that they passed in the House, it has to go to the Senate now. So one Democrat, his name is Jared. I'm saying he's from Colorado just because, like, the governor of Colorado is, like, some gay guy. Jared Polis. Jared. So yes. I'm like, this, what is he, some gay guy from Colorado? 
<laughs> he voted no, one Democrat. Get the fuck out of here. Loser douche. So, okay, Nancy Pelosi's like, mm-hmm, and I am taking a note, and yeah. you're done. Yeah. So now they're going to take it to the Senate. No Republican, not one, is going to vote for it in the Senate. So there's they're, they're all going to vote. It. So now we yes. need Jizma yes. and Joe Manchin yes. to vote yes. Right. They both have to vote yes. They said they would. I'm yes. quite sure they lied. I'm quite sure they they're did. They're now getting money siphoned into their bank accounts yes. to vote yes. Correct. And they're like, take all the coal, burn the land down, Joe Manchin. And so then it, so that's – I don't know because I'm an alcoholic and was at a strip club, but I don't know when the <laughs> vote goes to the Senate. Do you? Uh, I read that the vote is could Never be mind. She definitely doesn't know because on the way here, she's <laughs> like, did Joe Manchin vote for it? I go, he's a senator. He's not in the House. Yeah, but isn't he a congressman? <laughs> yeah, so she doesn't know. So we don't know when that's going to the Senate, but that's important. I did read something about Thursday. What was it? I don't know. What happened on Thursday? That they're going to do a vote by Thursday oh. of the human infrastructure bill. In the Senate? I think so. Oh, my so. God, I'm so proud of you. Yeah, I think Amazing. so. Amazing. Yeah. Wow, that's exciting. So that that's could so be exciting. Now, so now the thing is, I mean, if that goes forward, that's going to be absolutely incredible. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, Joe Biden, get your life fixed. <laughs> it's so great. I'm I mean, so happy for him. Yeah. I'm so happy for him. I'm so, so happy for him. And like, I'm happy for him that his yeah. colonoscopy was clear. Um, we don't know. We haven't got, we, have we gotten the results? You know, he might, he's peeing a lot in the middle of the night. I don't I'm going to assume. But you, you know, know what? I mean? But you know, you know what? My up. surgeon dad told me I should get a colonoscopy. And as you should, your prostate's probably really swollen <laughs> up. Son. I know. It's crazy. It is. <laughs> I noticed you did pee the bed in the bunk bed. Okay? I think you know let's, how it is. Let's they just expand. They do. They do. With age. You know what I mean? It's natural. It's Don't crazy. be ashamed. It's Don't be not, ashamed. I'm not ashamed. It's a, it's a man's not. menopause. And I that's know. all you can do. I can't help it. What can I do? They tell, I, I, it is what I'm it is. I'm sorry you peed the bunk bed. We're living. I've peed many a hotel floor. Yeah, I think I'm going to the bathroom in my own home, <laughs> and I'm peeing just on the carpet of a hotel. Uh, yes. You know, it's yeah. fine. Let's, um, why yeah. don't we start I our little meeting in the ladies' room? Yes, time for a meeting in the a ladies' room. A very special meeting in the ladies' room. is called The Ladies' Room, and it's just ladies talking ladies stuff. And our guest today is Pinnacles when it comes to talking lady stuff. This woman literally wrote a book about vaginas. Okay? Okay. Not only is she one of the most well-known and well-respected OBGYNs in the entire country, She's gorgeous, she's smart, she's classy, and she's fit. Very, very fit, okay? And very, very, very classy. Ugh. In fact, her grace and composure are so legendary that we actually feel bad for tricking her into doing this trashy-ass <laughs> podcast. I'm sorry, I'm so I really am, but we had to. We are so obsessed with her. She's on her ninth season of Married to Medicine, which if you don't know, is Bravo's most popular and most underrated show, okay? 
That shit is like a secret Bravo cult. When so you make sure you're watching. When you get in, <laughs> yes. it will su- you will never get out. It's like the opioid <laughs> epidemic, okay? You will never escape. You will never escape. You will never. It's, it's like Scientology. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. I swear to God. I have never been more obsessed with a Bravo <laughs> show ever. Ever. This is true. Even That's why she didn't know when the vote was. <laughs> she won't turn it off. I will not. I literally will fall asleep with your voices in my head because it's so soothing to me. <laughs> well, without further ado, she's a renowned medical doctor and a women's health expert, an advocate, a philanthropist, an author, and a sorority sister of Vice President Kamala Harris. Please welcome to the ladies' room, Dr. Jackie Walters! Hi, Dr. Hi, Dr. Jackie. Jackie. Okay, now remember, you remember you like me. We love you. Okay, don't forget that. We absolutely stop. adore you. Okay. You were, you were the, the OBGYN to the stars prior to Married to Medicine. Correct. We know, we have seen the star-studded vaginas come through. How has your vagina doctoring changed since the show? Like, ha- like. I just see more of them. Really? Yes. Do you make more time? And are they more famous? The vagina? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is wow. a later question, but I have to ask it now. We sit at home and we think about, like, Beyonce's vagina or, like, Hillary Clinton's and stuff. Like, what are you doing when you're in these famous people's vaginas? Are you thinking, like, huh, weird? No. No. So you say, slide down. We know that. Yes. More. The yeah. worst. Come down more. More. I'm going to touch your vagina, and it may be a little cold. Dreams. <laughs> dreams. <laughs> dreams. Please. We're not dreaming. <laughs> you know, we, we collect money for this. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm, I'm going to pay you. I'm going to pay you. I was <laughs> hoping we could get, like, a breast exam tonight. <laughs> What's your insurance? <laughs> I, I do have insurance. <laughs> do you ever, when you know someone personally, though, so really, when you know someone personally, do you, as a, I have always wondered, like, as a doctor, and I know, like, you, my father was a doctor, whatever, like, do you, you disassociate for a minute, but you know that person, and then you're getting into an intimate, I know it's not an intimate situation, and you're doing something medical, but. There are several people in here, I've seen their vaginas. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Both of them? We've thought about their vaginas, too, Dr. Jackie, <laughs> yeah. a lot. Both of them. And so with your friends, <laughs> when you know them, you like, Heavenly, slide down. And she's calling you the itch word, you know. Yes. Uh-huh. Simone's screaming at me, stop. <laughs> so, you know, you just do what you do. You do your job. Yeah, You yeah. stick a long, like, Q-tip, right? I well, love that they with say a speculum. So they... So the tell the men, the tell the men. That, that <laughs> this is what's going to happen yeah. when you get your prostate right. checked. Okay? Right. <laughs> So in order to see the cervix, which is the mouth of the womb, we have to spread the walls of the vagina. Don't look at me like that. (laughs) I am. Okay. Okay. Keep talking. Right. And once the speculum is in and open, I can see your cervix, and then we check your cervical cells, a pap test. Now, there is a habitual lie that's being told in the medical community that we can all attest to, that there are no nerve endings on the cervix, but you feel less nerve ending. Oh, okay. Well, I've been li- straight up lied to, and yes. I, w- I want yes. 
but less nerve endings, so it's not so painful. I feel it, do you? Yes, I feel like it's almost scratching my throat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. I do feel like it's... <laughs> There's nerve endings on it. I think it's a regular amount, but I like... We have turned into, like, walking, like, geriatric cliches that do not... The last time I went to the gynecologist was when Rob Kardashian was on Dancing with the Stars. So, um... Do you give them breast exams for real? Absolutely. And that's just nor norms, or how are we feeling during that? You're so like this, okay, and <laughs> nips and stuff like so that? We do Rudy to the tootie. We take care of you from your head to your toe. And so a breast exam is a, is a part of it. Isn't all breast cancer? Yes, yeah. right. right. Yes. And how often, so what happens is, what, what we've ran into, and a lot of people that we know, for women who don't have kids, mm -hmm. and and who, and for a lot Drink of women, too much. <laughs> yeah, or else for, for particularly for women, let's say who don't, um, who don't have intercourse with men, also, mm -hmm. you tend to, uh, you know, you don't take care of the things in the same way that other women do because you think, oh, I don't need to, and I think that is probably a misnomer. A woman of any age should go to the gynecologist or the OBGYN or whatever, like once a year? So our recommendation is a young lady 16 to 18 should start coming in, create a relationship. Plus, you know, they're having sex at that age also. So we want to I definitely, definitely did it when I was younger. Right. So for that reason, we want to make sure you're STI-free, no right. sexually transmitted. Right. But age 21, yes, you need your first pap smear, so we do check them. And then we'll do that up to about age 65 or older, because 65 now to me is 45. Yeah, That's yeah, right. Exactly. Yes. So we see them throughout their years, because mm -hmm. not only do you need a preventive well woman check, we do things with our vaginas with people with, you know, multiple people at multiple times. Yeah. Toys, instruments, you know, some of the strangest things I've found. I'm sorry. What toys. are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing with toys yeah, at to your practice? Well, they do with. <laughs> You're working with toys at the practice? You mean like people are using them so it's causing yes. problems? Oh, okay. Yes. But, you know, I found snicker bars. What? <laughs> yes. Hold on. Absolutely. You have found snicker bars. Yes. Unwrapped? I'm like thinking that's not a bad idea, yeah. quite <laughs> frankly. <laughs> Remember when snicker bars, you'd like go on a hike and you'd be like, this is good for me when I go on a hike? It was right. like in the 80s. And so my recommendation is yeah. to get a full size and not a bite size. And the, pro <laughs> and the problem was she used the bite size, so they didn't get it all out. Oh, Are you right. It just got lost up there. Yes. Julie's put two tampons in it before. I have done that. She's put a tampon in with a tampon. I have done that. I have yes. done that. Yes, and you can ask my friend who's also an OBGYN. That's the worst is to get a retained tampon. But it happens. Yes. Now and we have you, the technical Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Because yeah. then if you can't. You can't. You can't get it out. You cannot get it can't out. Find that string. It's a cavern. It's a hot dog in a hallway, yeah. my friends. <laughs> yeah. Can't and, get it and out. And plus, we forget it. You know, women forget it's in there. Yes. And they have sex and they push it further back. Oh my God. And it's kind of. Now that's one thing you didn't do. I didn't do that. You didn't have she sex may have with used the, the toy. With the tampon. It's you can possible. Use a toy. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. That's possible. But so that's did we you insert a toy while there was a <laughs> tampon in? I did not. However, I and I did put another tampon in. <laughs> yes. So you did. Yes, but that's what happens is then you get, you, and then they keep, and so do women come in and you have to like get that yeah, stuff out. Yeah, we have to get it out. Oh, man. And what do you use, like a long tweezer that you feed snakes with? It's called a ring forceps. So it looks oh. like a long tweezer and we do tease it out and wow. dispose so of it. Wow. So how does one know? Because it's like completely like 
you will smell it before you okay. know it. Oh, man. Yeah. God, there is just so much. <laughs> there is so much. Every gay guy in here is like, getting gayer. Woo! <laughs> I love dicks. Dicks, dicks, dicks. Right. All right, you guys have problems, too. Richard, we've seen jizz too. in your chest hair, Richard. Yeah, we've like, seen let's it. not. We've let's seen not. your chest hair covered in right, male Right, but we can retain condoms, too, from the vagina oh as well. Oh, my God. Right. Did yeah. you ever imagine, because I remember from my own father who would tell us stories about things that got lodged into places, mm -hmm. and and... Did you? Well, you were in medical school. I just thought. Was I wish your dad. I wish your dad did Joe Biden's colonoscopy. <laughs> now that I think about yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. Continue. Did you ever imagine that that would have been part of being a doctor? Do you know what I mean? Like, there are so many things that I can imagine that you never thought that you would experience. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You you think it's well, woman care. Everybody's happy, healthy, whole. Pap pap, breast breast. See ya. No. Which, which leads me to another question, a, a, a kind of a, a more serious question. As a woman <coughs> in, in, in medical school or going into the medical field, did you run into any sexism? Um, did you experience anything? I know it was a sort of a male-dominated field for a long time, just in my own growing up experience, white what male. I heard. White and, and also certainly racism, I would imagine. Oh, absolutely. Did you experience that personally, any of that stuff? Absolutely. I, I remember medical school, we were seven blacks and the rest of the 93 whites, and we all took the front row. Maybe I was in medical technology school, and we took the front row, and the guy said, if you can't see well or hear well, come down front. One of these guys will get up and move. Ooh. And you're thinking, wow. okay. How mm. Do you remember how many women? Yeah. Four women, three men. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's there. It's, I mean, we're We've just seen what has happened, and there are two systems in this world, yes. in America. Let yes. me clarify. There yes. are two sets of systems, yes. and we're learning that we are navigating around the system. Sometimes you don't have to, you need to identify as a system, and then we've learned how to outsmart the system. Yeah, right. I mean, what do you think is, besides outsmarting the system, do you think there's a way to change the system? It's going to take everybody changing the system. One, we recognize that there are two systems. So that's part of the, the battle is everybody now can tell that there yeah. are two systems in place. And so outsmarting the system is to just stay prepared, always be ready. We have one friend say, you don't want to get ready, be ready. You don't have to get ready when you stay ready. That's yeah. right. right. Well, let's talk about that in terms of like healthcare, mm. like the discrepancy, mm. like wow. why we all live in our bubbles and we definitely don't know what's happening outside of our bubbles and even if it's just whether you have insurance or you don't like why why what well what is the discrepancy first of all do you know because you work with absolutely. a lot of people with money absolutely so what i'm i'm tr working on now and i haven't even exposed it to my friends yet is i'm working on a big campaign and it's called if we're dying more we should be doing more and as black women if you go through the statistics we're 42 percent more likely to die from breast cancer if diagnosed we're twice more likely to die from cervical cancer if diagnosed, colon cancer. Ovar if you go through all of the health system, as black women, we die more. Three to five times more likely to die in childbirth but as why? a black woman. Well, I think we can be honest and say there's, there's bias. And I like to call it culturally incompetent. And so as a doctor who doesn't understand a black woman in her culture, he or she may not, may not know how to treat that woman. And some of it is just total ignorance. Give us a, a specific example of a cultural 
like, 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 give us an example. If you were to tell a black woman she shouldn't eat this and eat that and eat that, but that's all she's grown up eating, I think we have to understand that there are some things you're going to tell her not to do, and we may not necessarily have an alternative. And we may not all have the same taste palate, so we don't eat alike. And then coming to the doctor, you know. And the food might not be available, too, like that easy. Absolutely. But what we do know is that there is a solution to it if doctors would stop and listen. And sometimes we as black women are very expressive. That's how we were taught to be, and that's who we are, and we find that it works well for us. It works well for us as well. Absolutely. And then we're into it. doctors may see, especially doctors of different cultures, may see that as a threat or, you know, the black woman's doing too much, and she gets dismissed. And when we complain of something, we may complain of it with a neck roll. <laughs> yeah, but that is very culturally acceptable in our own culture. We don't find it offensive if a black woman is saying, "Did you hear me, doctor?" And I'm like, "Yes, I did." <laughs> I mean, and it's not offensive for us. And to s- some of the statements that they make to black women is, you know, I had one patient who came to me because she said her doctor said, "You're unmarried and you're letting a man come on the inside of you." Well, not me personally, but you know what I mean. (laughs) But it's listen, each to their own. You know what I mean. Like, like you don't love getting cummed on the inside. I don't. But I, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, who would ever say? uh, Right. I would never. That's like a judgment. Right. You know Absolutely. what I mean? And I wouldn't, I'm not anyone to judge what right. anyone wants right. to do. Also, let's not use the word come, doctor. Uh, also, let's not. Yeah. Right, right. Let's get some, you yes, know, let's get exactly. some technical terms what in here. Ejaculate. Yeah. Right, right. Ejaculate. You're unmarried and you're letting a man jizz inside your pussy? No, he ejaculates inside of it. <laughs> right. Thank like, you. Right. That and is so just some so of the rude. things that we say to patients in general can be judgmental because sometimes we're desensitized to some things as doctors. We think, oh, everybody's had a miscarriage before, and you can say, oh, you'll get pregnant again. And that's really kind of not what you want to say to patients. So we do admit to some of the things we're desensitized. However, to African-American women, Hispanic women, to come in and hear some of the things that they go through as a patient is very disheartening, and I can understand why they don't go to the doctor. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of reason, I think, for LGBT people, too. You end up not going to the doctor because you're getting judged. Yes. You're getting judged on any number of things, so then you end up not going. But, of course, then you find someone who's not judgmental, then you feel comfortable, like, uh, you know. So I completely understand and relate to that. Right. And what we keep forgetting is everybody's human. Yeah. You know, we all have vein arteries and nerves. We all have red blood. We all have a heart with typically four chambers. And (laughs) we we oftentimes forget that. We all shit. We all do. And if you don't, that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> and it is. And you'll need a colonoscopy. I'm pretty obsessed with it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. On the, you're, you're, you have this, like, first of all, why did you choose? I always think, like, my, my niece's husband um, is, you know, he's in medical school at UCLA. And, and I went at their wedding. I met some of his friends, and they're, like, going out to do their residency or whatever. And this one guy was going to, he was going to be, like, but doctor or whatever, like your dad, right? Well, my d- <laughs> uh, what's that called? A pro- uh, proctologist? Yeah. No, but my father was, no, he's a general surgeon. Okay. Like my dad. Oh, okay. But he so did I'm all just like looking colon. at the guy, I'm like, huh, you're going to go be a, you're going to go be a. Like, how does one decide yeah. that? You mean, yeah. like, do you like decide? how did you pick? Interesting question. I grew up in a small town in Mississippi, 
very small town. At the time, maybe three traffic lights. And my mother never talked about anything with a female body. You would ask her a question and she found a way around it. And how many words do we have for the vagina? Oh, oh we're gonna ask you later what your favorite <laughs> one is. Okay, and there's so many, and she would never really say vagina. We never talked about it. And I always wanted to be that girl who would educate women on, it's okay to have a vagina. It's okay to talk about it, touch it. You know, it's okay. Touch it. Always. Right. Right. And so I wanted to do well woman care because I wanted to educate women. And how did you know you wanted to be, did you, what, from what age did you know you wanted to go into medicine? I really knew it at eight, but I was afraid to do it because if we go back to racism, there were no doctors in my hometown who looked like me. And Mississippi is intense. Intense. Just next level. Ooh, oh, Still okay. to this day. To this day. And so I, I kept wanting to do that, but I was afraid. I was afraid that I could do it, but then I got to college and I'm thinking, if she can do it, I sure can do this. And so I fell in love with this guy. I could drink 10 gallons of his bath water. And I said, oh, my God, I'm in love. I just don't want to go to medical school. I'm going to do medical technology. And so I got there, and I started saying, wait a minute. These people tell you what to do. I want to be on the team who tell people what to do. So if you couldn't beat them, you join them. Buy bath water. Yes. Go out with the bath. Yeah. Drain down. Right. Go to medical school. Right. Wow. And so medical school in Mississippi. And from there, I s did residency in Georgia, and here we are. You have, I just have to say, I th of course, I don't have the time we're going. You have this, like, like super, it may, whether it's true or not, it seems like this real inner strength. Like, oh yeah. you're so, it, and it's like, where did you get that? How did you get that? I've been asked that question a lot, and my friends accuse me of being a little bit too calm. I don't know. I don't know where I, whether it's some genetic gene they'll try to clone later <laughs> or life. You know, I, have, I came from a small town in Mississippi. I had breast cancer twice. I then learned I was infertile. You know, I've been through. Not infertility gate. Not infertility gate. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, you know, I've been through a lot of things. Marriage has been a journey which I'm happy to say I'm about to be 20 years married to the same person. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> we're so happy yeah. to see. I mean, yeah. we were, we're, we're looking for that Cabo trip with oh, you and Curtis. Girl. We want to yeah. do that dance off <laughs> for the we, penthouse. Yeah, Dr. Heavenly beat us yeah. at that, right. <laughs> However, it's just life. I think, you know, part of the journey is not just for you. You know, I journal for other people. And I always say three things. Pain gives you a purpose. Misery gives you a ministry. And struggles give you strength. Yay. Oh my God! Right I there. need to write that down. Yeah. I, yeah. I do want. I did want to ask okay. Dr. Jackie about the Women's Health Initiative. Yes. So I wanted yes. to get that in before we yes. before we and let so you go. If women of color are dying more, then why do we follow the same guidelines? So if we get a pap every three to five years as a woman who doesn't have the same, then I think women of color should have it 1.5 years. So let's cut everything in half. Oh. And so if we're dying, and I want to bring about an awareness for three people. The patient. Self-care is your best health care ever. So if you're not taking care of yourself, then why do you require everybody else? The providers. I think we've talked about intrinsic bias and not knowing. I think they need to be educated more. And if we can educate doctors on what it looks like to take care of a patient who is not of the same ethnicity as you are, then that's half the battle. And then insurance companies need to know. Mm -hmm. If we need more, do more so that we're not dying more.
I have a question of, on that note. I was like, we like I said earlier, we haven't been um, to the doctor, to the lady doctor. Give me two spoons and a fork. <laughs> Please, we wanted to see if you would do it on stage. At least a breast exam. (laughs) Okay. And then you probably need one, too. I don't have breasts. I'll still do it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm strictly now. (laughs) Okay. So now, I was like, we haven't been to the doctor, and I was like, just in general, I don't do follow-ups. I was like super resistant to getting the vaccine. Like, how much do you think, like, some of that stuff is like, people's personal choice of they just don't I have they call it fofa fear of finding out so I just don't want to know I'm like you know what let me just well here's the answer to that early detection is your best protection and so if you don't find out when it's late now we're not God we can't perform miracles so the earlier you know the better your chances are but do you think people just don't want to go to the doctor is they just don't want to. They don't want to pay bills. But you know what happens when you don't pay your bills. Right. So just because you don't want to go to the doctor, and it's for everybody in the room, you need to go to the doctor. It's yeah. important. We're not there just to have fun. Obviously, we t- <laughs> we took an oath, and we want to make sure you're healthy because the healthy community. I think if there were more doctors like you that made people feel comfortable and made people feel empowered, Absolutely. that maybe that people would want to go. And I think that, you know. Part of the reason why we're, not to break the fourth wall, but why we're such big fans of you guys is that you seem so compassionate, all of you, in your practices. Absolutely. And whether it's that you're fun and comforting and or make people feel comfortable, it is so intoxicating because going to the doctor is so stressful. Yeah. It's so stressful so that what but you're saying. But we have a good time. So I say to my gay patients, educate me. Yeah, but, and not, but not every doctor is like to that, tonight. so your initiative yeah. is exactly, yeah. is important, and how, what can we do? Mo- <laughs> there you <laughs> no go, kidding. there you go, yeah. really. right. I mean, yeah. and you'd think it's, and it's crazy, it's well, crazy, because we, c- we live in, in We a could fly here to get a pap smear. I will literally fly here to come <laughs> to, to your office. I, we could I, take you over after, even and just get your pap done, okay? It's, it's, it, I don't know what. The camera crew would love yeah, that. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure they would. Right. Somebody it's like wants you to get it on stage. <laughs> Sorry, Honestly, it's the only way I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> the initiative, I think, is like, how can we all get involved then? Because I do feel it's important what you're saying for even the, the for doctors to be educated, for a patient doctor experience, Absolutely. for everyone to educate each other. So, what do you think that looks like to you? Is it an organization? Is it going out into all different cities? Is it workshops? Is it? So I've been reaching out to a, a ton of the women initiative, it's the Black Women's Health Initiative, to find out what is it we can do to get the word out there. One, I'm seeking celebrities. And oh, yeah. Okay. People will listen to a celebrity. And if I can get a celebrity, if I can, hey, Beyonce, if you're <laughs> out there. You know. She definitely listens. Okay. She I'm definitely she's huge watching. Fan. Yeah. She's one of the 14 listeners of this. Yeah. So we have that. We, so I think, if, confirmed. If a celebrity would say, if we're dying more, we should be doing more, people will stop and listen. And then we'll take real live doctors to say, give you the message that if we're two times more likely to die from cervical cancer, get your pap smear, ladies. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she always says the silent killer. Right. Silent killer. Yeah. yeah. The silent yeah. killer. And, and then once I have had to go through breast cancer and I met another survivor in the room, 
it's a harsh process. It's a necessary process, but chemo is a poison, and it is there to kill cancer, but by default, it kills everything else. Your hair follicles, your nails are dark. I mean, they do things to you that make you feel horrible and look horrible, but it's a necessary evil. Yeah. And so instead of waiting on the silent killer to come and get you, let's go get it first. Right, right. and I like yeah. that. If we're feeling powered, yeah. if we're feeling powered, powered yeah. and not scared. Absolutely. You I know want Dr. I mean? Jackie in my vagina. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I have a podcast coming up with Dr. Heavenly because I think we need to talk about HPV in the throat. Yeah, oh my God. Oh. We, you mean like super Listen. gonorrhea? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, hey guys, where are we at? Yeah. Am I right, ladies? Right. Super gonorrhea right. in the throat. Right. So we need to talk about oral health as well. Yes. Because I mean, we say it. Uh, it's all, I'm just saying, yeah. oral health is important too. Because you know, right? Yeah. Because yeah. the jizz goes down your throat. It, it goes all the way down the throat, and it's just like, again, scared to go to the dentist. Yeah. But when you see someone who you think you feel you can feel comfortable with, it's empowering. And yeah. it's not as scary. And that's, yeah. again, and I say that to you as well. Like, yeah. we're, and I don't know why it's so few and far between. Right. And what it is, so what you're saying is to have something right. that teaches doctors to. Yeah. I think it I helps that you guys are, are hot. We are tired of talking about the vaccine, though. Oh, we're oh all, my of course God. we're tired of it. And most people now feel like it's my right, so I won't do it. But we're here to tell you that COVID kills kills black people three times more than anybody else. The vaccine has proven to definitely eliminate, decrease the deaths. You may still get COVID, but you're less likely to die from it. And you know, my line to the patients, okay, God's sending three boats, Pfizer, Moderna, and J&J. <laughs> and if you drown here on the earth, when you get to heaven, if you're going, when you get there, he's gonna say, I sent three boats and you did not get on either boat, but we're tired. We yeah, want everybody tired. vaccinated, but now it's almost like we go, are you vaccinated? And when they say yes, we're like, okay. Yeah. And when they say no, and my partners, my friends can say, you go, why? And they give us all the scientific data, never read a study, know Ooh. nothing about it. <laughs> okay, yeah. well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. And right. so we're just tired of talking about it, but it is our job. So we won't stop talking about it and encouraging everybody to get vaccinated. But boy, if I could just stab you in your butt with yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have, and we, we, yeah. we're, we're vaccinated. We, yeah. we, we maybe we should put it in sex toys. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> maybe we're we vaccinated. Should. Speaking of, but and again, but, and, but, but, and, uh, and not to keep keeping you, but speaking of sex toys, you did write this book on the vagina. I did. I and did. you do talk about all things va vaginal. Yes. <laughs> what do you think is the number one most important vagina fact that women need to know for their vaginas? That she is royal, and you need to treat her like a queen. <laughs> I don't. Did you need to know that? Yes. The did vagina is royal. I needed to hear it. Yeah. Yes. I needed you to hear, hear it again. And yeah. hence the queen bee, because she's royal, and you make sure everybody treats it like she is royal. Mm -hmm. Julie's, Julie's going to read the vagina book. I'm going to read it tonight. <laughs> yes, yes. And you I'm gonna read that. send us the experience. Try all the different toys, the I'll different we'll lubes. We'll, we'll try it all. Yes. Yeah, we'll each try yes. it all. I yeah. appreciate, you know. We saw Dr. Heavenly when the thing got put on her nose. We saw the ecstasy of yeah. the, the toy that's like, a, does a yeah. sucking motion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we're like, huh. Because your, your cervix feels like the tip of the nose. Oh, so if you ever want to feel your own cervix, it should feel like your nose. Interesting. Feel, Richard, feel your <laughs> nose. Feel your cervix, sir. Yes. Right. 
Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And on in the book, it's not just about sex toys, though. You give everyone. It's it's a full rundown. Of Absolutely. We tried to cover anything that a woman goes through. Right. And so we wrote about a lot of things in there. And I want women to read it because I really want you to be empowered. Because we have, if you look at the genetics of a woman, we're chromosome XX. And a man is chromosome XY. And so I do believe God gave us extra when he took the Y and turned it oh. into an X. Oh. Yeah. So we are oh. extraordinary. Oh, okay. yes, yes. 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 In my lane. Do you ever get sick of vaginas? Oh, no. Never. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. Not for a second. It's a nightmare. Right. Dr. Jackie, we are so honored Thank that you. you did this trashy, treacherous trash. <laughs> we let, I just, I got to ask one last, that we yes. need to know your word. No, we no, need to know. let her off I'm the not stage. going to do it. Okay. No. So uh, we need to know what your favorite word is for, for the vagina. What is your favorite word? Coochie. Coochie. Oh. Good one. I am sorry. That really right. took me back. That, Coochie. That, yeah. you know, I, I do That's often it. say, you know, um, what is the shoot? Now you got me blanking. But I do tell them if you, you know, the man in the boat is sometimes the clitoris. Mm -hmm. Right. And then um, I can't think of what I always tell my young girls. But I have a word for it. Like word. find the man in the boat with your own finger? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Richard, fun fact, he didn't come out. He dated a woman all through college, and I was like, well, she, and I had to draw him a diagram. He's back there, <laughs> the one who got all the jizz in his chest hair. He uh, dated a poor girl all through college, and I had to later draw him a diagram about where the, the clit was. And I was like, that poor woman never orgasmed once in college. <laughs> she, good for you, Richard. Well, we also put, you know, the same thing in the vagina. So he may have, she may have had an orgasm. Are vaginal, like, orgasms real? Yes. Yes. I don't believe it. Yes. I don't believe it, you guys. I don't. I think it's. I think it's bullshit. Thank you so much. Thank honestly. you. Honestly, yeah. Yes. Everyone, Dr. Jackie Walters. Yeah. Right. And, and for more information, I gotta go on and get a tag. I do a podcast also, Dr. Jackie's yeah. Point of View. Don't put. Don't put another podcast on here. Just oh. kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. All right. No, no, no. Tell us, tell us, and tell everyone to find you on the socials yes. and the podcast. The real Dr. Jackie on Instagram, Dr. Jackie Walters on the others, and the Dr. Jackie's Point of View is a podcast. Now we keep it fairly clean, but it's good information. I could see us crossover. So let's do it. We will. Right. We will clean it so up for you. So you have been invited back to do <laughs> Dr. Thank you. Jackie's so we Point will, of View. We'll, we'll Thank clean you. it up. We'll do anything for yeah. you. Anything. Anything, yeah. anything you want. Yeah. Anything. I think we need to talk to more women LGBTQ. Uh, uh, okay. I think, yes. If we can do a podcast to make women from the LGBTQ more comfortable and they go to the doctor, I want to do it. I'm, I'm so, so down. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you so Thank much. You so Thank much. you, Dr. Honestly. Jackie! Dr. Jackie Walters, a legend, an icon. Dr. Ugh. Vagina Doctor to the stars. We just have a few more minutes left of the show. Oh my God, now it's time for a gay guy and his feelings. Looking cute, feeling cute. Ken Hood, please, Looking paging cute. Ken Hood. And feeling cute. What you gotta do? Boy, let me tell you, you're gay. It's okay. It's a present from Jesus. Every day. 
This is the part of the show that we call Gay Guys and Their Feelings. And our guest today is a gay guy who has feelings. And we, <laughs> and we have feelings about him. He's one of our original 14 listeners from way back in the day, and he's been part of our Patreon family from day one. He's hilarious and sexy, and he has an encyclopedic knowledge of reality TV that is unparalleled, period, end of story. He wins all the game shows. We love him to pieces, and we're so thrilled to finally get the chance to hear his gay feelings live and in person. Please welcome the tastiest peach in all of Georgia, Ken Hood. Thank you. Thank you. First off, I would like to say thank you for the both of you for doing this live podcast. <laughs> we also have some very loyal listeners that could not be here. Oh. We have some that flew across the country just to see you. So those casuals that are here, they're really a big deal. Like they, Aww. they really are a big deal. People flew across the country. So let's hear it for Julie and Brandy. Ken, thank you. They're I'm so glad you such that a big deal that people who could not be here Venmoed us money to buy them drinks. <laughs> so if we could get the bar, what are we drinking? Uh, we'll take two shots of Jack. Okay, so we'll do two shots of your best Jack and you guys. And you, anything you guys want, and obviously. The ladies in the front, are you drinking? Dr. Heavenly, Dr. Simone, Dr. Jackie? Julie's, Julie's been trying to get crowned uh, all through Atlanta, and she's been bummed. She's been lurking on the crown. And your best shot tequila for myself, so. Okay. Um, so this is from Julie Lang could not be here. She tells you she cannot be here, as well as Kat Rooney. Also, I just want to give a big shout-out to Dr. Jackie, Dr. Simone, and Dr. Heavenly, who are here. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> they have been classing up Bravo for years. Something the Real Housewives can never do. Sorry. But also, a special shout out to Dr. Simone because she gave me my first shot of the vaccine. Oh yes. <laughs> yes. At iResearch Indicator. So, thank you to you. Yeah. So, I'm sorry not to like. Uh, now to my feelings. Okay. COVID. Woo! I know it is COVID. I was originally going to talk about something that sounds so petty now that I'm not going to. In light of the recent <laughs> happenings yesterday, this is a political podcast, so I feel like I have to talk about the Rittenhouse trial. It, and I don't want to even make it political. It's not even about that. Like, it makes me sad. Like, I'm half sad and half angry. I'm sad because it has proven that there is now a justice system for white people and there is a justice system for black people in America. And it's unfair. I'm also unhappy because I feel like in a way this kid was failed. Like if you look, the media is wrong. I'm gonna cry about it. I'm not trying to get emotional, sorry. I'm like, into it. The media is awful in general, whether it's the right-wing media or the left-wing media. They're all wrong. And the thing is, is that at best, the situation, the kid was a failure of his community and his family and just was in the wrong place at the wrong time, a stupid kid who got scared and killed people. The worst case is he was a white supremacist looking for trouble, trying to kill people. Yes. I feel like yes. Yes. the reality 
is probably somewhere in the middle. Like, I hate to say that, but like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying to be fair, I feel like we weren't there. So I'm, well, this is just what I'm saying. I don't know. I'm not defending him. I'm not defending him in any way. I'm not defending him. I'm just saying that I'm not defending him. I'm not. I, I think that he should have been found guilty. I think that it was fixed from the beginning. I think that it was an awful prosecution. The judge was in on it, and there was it was always going to be not guilty. That's the case. But what makes me the most angry is not even about the case. It's the fact that this kid is now going to be propped up and lionized as a hero. And maybe he is a, an evil kid that meant to kill these people. But if not, like, this kid is not going to get therapy. He needs therapy. Like, he is now, like... Matt gets Paul Gosar and Madison Cawthorn are acting like messy bottoms at a sex club fighting over the one top. Yeah, like they're, they're on Fox offering News. him jobs in Congress. Girl, this ain't your feelings. This is my feelings. <laughs> he was offered a position in Congress. Like, they're like, let him be our intern. Like, what the fuck is that about? And like, that's what I'm trying to say is like, if you are still a member of the Republican Party, like the Republican Party has left the building. Like if you are still a part of that, you could fuck all the way off, <laughs> unplug and look at your life because like it has left. Like I grew up in a Republican household and my family is now not that. And let's get it real. Joe Biden is not like, the progressive candidate, like he is the Republican party for most people that were Republicans. Like he's a moderate corporate Democrat. Like the people that were real Republicans that were not a part of this like racist bullshit are centrist. That is the, I'm way left of that. Like I am in AOC Bernie territory now. I am fighting for the people fighting for that, like, that's not Joe Biden. That is not the corporate Democratic Party. So your parents, you're saying they were regular Republicans that weren't racist trash, and now they had to become Democrats because they're like, oh, shit. Because I forced them to, like, you know, I mean, I think that's a lot of people. Like, there are three parties now. There are, and what makes me so sad is, like, I realize if you're not on Twitter, like, Twitter's the streets. Like, it is the streets. Like, it's real, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it is, like, it's people, it's so, like, what makes me so sad is that there are members of Congress who are saying, like, let's go Brandon, I don't give a fuck about the let's go Brandon stuff, like, that's just stupid. But they are, like, propping up white supremacists and stupid shit that we're, we are way past policy. We're not talking about policy in like politics anymore. We are way past policy. Like the fact that they want to censure people that voted on a bill to give people fucking roads <laughs> yes. and like infrastructure and like clean water. I know, The Ken. fact that they want to censure those I people. Know, but someone who has like put on social media the murder of a fellow congressperson 
And they're like, no, we're not going to say anything about that. Like, that's not a big deal. Like, that's where I'm at. I don't know. I'm so like. No, I'm that's okay. Give us your final conclusion right now. Sum it up in just two sentences. If you're still a Republican, <laughs> you really need to look in your heart at what is wrong with you. The fact that you still support one, grifters who are in it for the money, or two, racists. Okay, Ken Hood, everybody. Thank you, Ken. Those are Ken Hood's. Okay, so you have to apologize. Everybody's got feelings, and that's it. You're allowed to have the feelings that you want. That's it for this live episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Thank you to Dr. Jackie, the entire production of Married to Medicine, for doing our stupid podcast. We're truly honored to be part of something that we love so much, you guys. We just love your show so much, and we're such big fans of all of you, truly, like, from the bottom of our hearts. Uh, and thank you to the crew and everybody who was here today. And it was really, re really was an honor. Yeah. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. And now, Abby Cadabra. Hold on. We end every show. It's a tradition uh, for our every podcast, every show that we do. We end with a version of Sweet Transvestite from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. So here's where it gets real. Ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome to the stage, Abby Cadabra. Last time I did this song, I was in the woods, naked with a bunch of bikers. So this is going to be a different setting. How'd you do? See so you met my faithful handyman. He's just a little brought down because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung out by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite from trans. Transylvania <laughs> Let me show you around Maybe play you a sign Y'all like you're all pretty groovy Or if you want something visual That's not too abysmal We could take it in an old Steve Reeves movie I'm glad we caught you at home Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. We'll just say where we are and go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat well. How about that? Well, baby, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. Why don't you stay for the night? Or maybe a bite. I can show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man 
With blonde hair and a tan He's good for relieving my tension I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania Hit it! I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> so come up to the lab and see what's on this lab. I see you all shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is not really to blame. <laughs> so I'll remove the cause, but not the symptom. 